There are five key elements to keeping our bodies in tip-top shape as we get older. Flexibility, cardio, strength, balance, and mental health. Keeping fit also has other added benefits like improving mental health, lowering stress, better quality of sleep, lowering blood pressure, reducing weight, and boosting energy. Just to name a few. It's also quite obvious by now that staying fit contributes to our longevity and will hopefully keep us around a good while longer. Though there's many excuses for not exercising, none of them will give you the cost benefits associated with sticking to a fitter lifestyle. Am I too old to start exercising you ask? You're never too old to exercise, you can still start exercising even if you are in your 70s or 80s. Exercising can reverse the effects of non-exercising. You will see how much better you will feel when you incorporate exercise into your life. Get your doctor's opinion and approval. Of course before starting any exercise program it's important to talk to your doctor first, explain what you plan to do and get his opinion, especially if you have a pre-existing condition. Ask if there are any activities you should avoid. Where you begin will depend on what kind of shape you are currently in and or if you have any disability or condition that you need to work with. If you are inactive, the key is to start slow and build up your stamina gradually. We have to listen to our bodies and know when it's time to stop and give it a rest. Starting and maintaining an exercise regime can be challenging for any age. People often ask me do you enjoy exercising? I'd like to say yes, I do but that wouldn't be totally honest. Newton's first law of motion states, a body in motion tends to stay in motion, and a body at rest tends to stay at rest. I'm not crazy about exercising, the only time I feel great about exercising is when I'm finished doing it. Am I glad that I do exercise? 100%, it's a no-brainer to me. It's kind of like an investment. Do I want to spend that $1,000? Hell yeah. But if I invest it, when I really need it, I'll hope to have gained some interest and will have more to spend. It's like I'm investing on me with exercise. So where to begin? When you exercise, are you working hard or hardly working? Making sure you're not pushing too hard or too little. How hard should I exercise? The Department of Health and Human Services recommends these exercise guidelines for most healthy adults. Aerobic activity. Get at least 150 minutes a week of moderate aerobic activity, such as brisk walking, swimming or mowing the lawn, or 75 minutes a week of vigorous aerobic activity, such as running or aerobic dancing. You can also do a combination of moderate and vigorous activity. It's best to do this over the course of a week. You can achieve more health benefits if you ramp up your exercise to 300 minutes or more of moderate aerobic activity a week. Even small amounts of physical activity are helpful, and accumulated activity throughout the day adds up to provide health benefits. Strength training. Do strength training for all major muscle groups at least twice a week. Consider free weights, weight machines or activities that use your own body weight, such as rock climbing or heavy gardening. Or try squats, planks or lunges. Aim to do a single set of each exercise, using a weight or resistance level heavy enough to tire your muscles after about 12 to 15 repetitions. Your exercise intensity must generally be at a moderate or vigorous level for maximum benefit. For weight loss, the more intense or longer your activity, the more calories you burn. Remember not to push yourself too hard or too fast. Fitness is a lifetime commitment. There are two basic ways to measure exercise intensity. How you feel while you are exercising, your perceived exertion. For example, what feels to you like a hard run can feel like an easy workout to someone who's more fit. Your heart rate. Your heart rate offers a more objective look at exercise intensity. In general, the higher your heart rate during physical activity, the higher the exercise intensity. I have always found that having a heart monitor watch, like a Fitbit, really helps keep me in a range I want to be.
Things to watch out for are pushing yourself too hard and too often. If you are short of breath, are in pain or can't work out as long as you'd planned, your exercise intensity is probably higher than your fitness level allows. Back off a bit and build intensity gradually. You can calculate your maximum heart rate by subtracting your age from 220. For example, if you're 65 years old, subtract 65 from 220 to get a maximum heart rate of 155. This is the average maximum number of times your heart should beat per minute during exercise. Once you know your maximum heart rate, you can calculate your desired target heart rate zone, the level at which your heart is being exercised and conditioned but not overworked. The American Heart Association generally recommends a target heart rate of moderate exercise intensity, 50% to about 70% of your maximum heart rate. Vigorous exercise intensity, 70% to about 85% of your maximum heart rate. If you haven't worked out for a while then aim for the lower HR zone. If you are fit then aim for the higher HR zone. Again, a heart rate monitor works great for tracking your HR zone. Also note that several types of medications, including some medications to lower blood pressure, can lower your maximum heart rate, and then lower your target heart rate zone. Ask your doctor if you need to use a lower target heart rate zone because of any of your medications or medical conditions. Heart Rate Calculator Try to pick an exercise that you think you would like to do, and slowly build up your stamina. The most important thing is to do it regularly, try to build up to 3-5 to five times a week. In future posts I'll be making suggestions on great exercise routines for all levels of fitness that will help keep you motivated and help keep you active and healthy. Time to get off the couch my fellow retirees, and start living. It's hard to believe that Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones will be 78 years old this July. The thought that most seniors grew up to the soundtrack of the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, CCR, and the doors to name but a few, kind of makes you realize that we baby boomers really are a unique bunch. We pushed the status quo of the times, marched in the streets for civil rights, rebelled against war and tyranny and stood up for the environment and the less fortunate. I was too young to take part in the Vietnam War protests or march against the injustices of segregation, but I was old enough to know that something very special was happening between the grooves of the records I was bringing home with the cash I was saving from my weekly allowance. What a soundtrack we had. People were fighting for a better world back then, taking chances, standing up and demanding to be heard. I wanted so much to be involved in any way I could, a guitar sounded like a good start at my age. I was about 11 when my first guitar arrived. Like any budding musician I tried to mimic the music I was hearing at the time. Playing Bob Dylan, The Beatles, and The Stones, dreaming of one day being up on a stage myself. I remember trying to learn a guitar piece by the Rolling Stones, their lead guitar player at the time was Mick Taylor. Months rolled into years, as they tend to do. The Vietnam War ended but sadly the injustices to people of color still persisted, and still do to this day. It's true that we did win some battles but we lost some as well, including the push to try to protect our environment, or our fight to lift the poor out of poverty. Still, I continued on playing guitar and writing songs about what was happening in the world. In these past years, the 99% became a big slogan of the Occupy Wall Street movement, and Black Lives Matter took over the streets to protest against the injustices indoctrinated into the police forces. It seemed like nothing had really changed after all, it looked like the 60s all over again. What was the point? It seemed like nothing had changed and nothing would change, much like the dream of me being a rock star, that's all it was, a dream. As time went on, my guitar gathered dust. But it was a happy time for me. I was about to marry the love of my life. I was lucky to find my wife at such a young age and will celebrate our 34th wedding anniversary this year.
when I reflect back I realize that a lot of good did happen, even though change seemed slow. But I did learn something from the peace movements and civil rights marches of the 60s, I learned about how important it is to take chances in life. After our son was born in 1999 and I had made an innocent inquiry about my once upon a time rock and roll idol Mick Taylor, the guitarist for the Rolling Stones. Little did I know that by making this innocent inquiry, my life was going to change in a very special way. For some strange reason, a back and forth dialogue began with his management, it is surreal to even think about to this day. It would take me forever to explain every twist and turn that transpired into the events that would take place but the long and the short of it was that Mick Taylor happened to be looking for a band in North America at the exact time that I contacted him. I told them that I in fact played in a band, which I did, and one thing led to another, before I knew it I was picking up Mick Taylor up at the airport, and about to do a tour as a member of the Mick Taylor band across the country. I took a chance, even though I was worried as hell that I'd fail, embarrass myself, embarrass my family. Nothing I did was brave or admirable, it was just a simple moment of chance. It ended up being the most exciting time of my life, just like marrying my wife and having our son. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be on stage with my rock idol, playing to thousands of people. I'll have that memory forever and it was something that I'll never forget. Sometimes when you take a chance, amazing things can happen. Our generation took chances too, chances that made huge differences in the world as we know it. Chances that pushed the envelope by trying to make this a better world. Change comes when people take chances, like marching on Selma, boarding Greenpeace dingies to take on an oil tankers, to stand up for justice, or chain themselves to trees to protect an endangered forest. Taking a chance is like taking a shot. As Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And sometimes when you take a chance in life, amazing things do happen. Wars coming to an end, polluters are brought to justice, tyrants are sent to jail, people get along. And sometimes you even get to play on stage with one of the Rolling Stones. <laughs>